on this Morasha podcast we've got Mahinda who talks to us about his experience in helping two Indian motorcyclists ride to London and back Hi Mahinda uh, welcome to the Morasha podcast thank you thank you so much we've uh, uh, i mean we've we've known not many people know about you as to what you have done but i believe you've been in this industry for a while you've been able to service bikes maintain bikes and all the rest so let me give you the opportunity yourself to introduce yourself what you do and uh, then we'll get into the topic which is a bit of a uh, an exciting and a surprising uh, topic for everybody okay well uh, firstly I was in a corporate company for almost 14 years and all. So, and I, once I quit the job, I really had a passion, a lot of passion towards bikes. So, I recently started this uh, service bay called as MW Performance, which is also the authorized uh, Polaris sales and service for complete Karnataka. So, in here we get a lot of big bikes, all the fresh ones like you know the KTM 690, the 1290, the Africa Trans, the GSS. That's the the series of all the off-road vehicles on Polaris, which in fact even the sales less the service. So most of the people, uh, the things which is coming right now during this pandemic was, you know, uh, the people have just parked the vehicles for a very long time, got too much of complaints, you know, rat replens, this that rat bitten, noisy wirings, services not being done, and all those things. So off late is just, uh, you know, the bay is getting filled up. It's getting filled up, and yeah, we're also getting a little tied on to with a lot of work in hand. So yeah, that's it. It's based in Bangalore, and uh, it's in Satanagar. Mm-hmm. So anytime you can uh, look into this uh, Google uh, thing as MW Performance, it will lead you to us. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I'm going to get right into the topic. Uh, the reason yeah. we uh, we heard about you was that uh, you were part of a service and a pre-ride check of uh, two gentlemen uh, who had uh, crossed uh, the countries and they'd gone to London and back. And yeah, I was with King Richard, late King Richard, unfortunate incident about him, and uh, one, one is Mr. Manjunath. <laughs> so they were here uh, probably for all the segments of whatever they wanted to do in terms of their overland expedition. So we, we basically guided them in terms of what to add, what not to add, mm-hmm. what to carry, what not to carry, you know, just to ease in their journey well. Mm-hmm. In terms of your uh, your your gear, your motorcycle gear, plus your technical riding gear also. That also matters when you're trying to do a long-distance ride. Mm-hmm. So, plus, we teach them in terms of what has to be taken care of at, during course of your you know, journey, mm-hmm. how to take care of the motorcycle and what to look in for in terms of emergencies. So, yeah, that, that was a good experience. But uh, before that, uh, I did it, uh, a complete prep for uh, one gentleman by name, Kumarasan, who is actually from Kaimita. He was the first guy who went along with uh, Manoj Keshwar and about four, six members. So we did uh, pin-to-pin, uh, including his uh, complete technical uh, daring, you know, because he was trying to cross the, uh, from the, what do you say, from the hardest, uh, what do you call, uh, the, the, where the temperature is the maximum. Mm-hmm. Where to the temperature where there is minimum, so we supported him in terms of whatever technical riding wear was important to make his journey comfortable, mm-hmm. plus his complete separation of his bike, including his uh, check, general check, and oil change, servicing, shaft oil, and everything. Yeah, pretty much pin to pin. 
Yeah. We see that uh, when when any customer who wants to go in for any kind of an overland expedition, we we sit them, sit across them, explain them what what has to be done, what shouldn't be done, and how much you need to carry. You really can't carry everything on on a bike, you know. If you're going for a 45 day trip, you really can't carry everything on your bike. There yeah. are uh, things which you can reuse it, you know, every now and then. Okay. So, so yeah, we guide them uh, in these kinds of things, and uh, plus we also help them out in terms of training. Uh, before their ride starts, uh, prior to that, two weeks or three weeks, we just ask them to go through what all is required to do in case of an emergency when they're all alone. Yeah. We really can't uh, depend on an RSC in a remote area, mm-hmm. so you need to work on the bike. So we really uh, tell them, you know, check into this, check if there is no, uh, you know, if there's no, the bike is not cranking, what what should be checked, what shouldn't be checked, and all those stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it is an exciting thing to do. Yeah. Because you start your journey with them, and the journey ends with them itself. Yeah. So that's the required. So if I was to <laughs> ask you, uh, if there's so like I say, I come with a bike and I say, hey, listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, uh, this country. I'm gonna go to the three different countries. What are things that uh, a person should be wary about uh, first for his bike? I mean, how do you? What all are the things that you tell them that these are the things that you need to be careful about, and these are the three rides. You know, that it doesn't go down. You know, you want to keep your bike running. I don't want to break it down. So what are the, so, I mean, I'm not going to ask you. Let's, for let's put it this way. So now, supposedly, if you're trying to do some overland bike or some somewhere, mm-hmm. assuming it's it's going to be a long ride, mm-hmm. probably like a month's ride or something like that. Now, you need to carry a few, a couple of things. One is your spares, your clothes, you change your clothes and, uh, you know, other equipments like your small toolbox, your compression, uh, air compressor, punch ticket, all those stuff. So we tell them what to use and where to store them in the first place because you don't want to uh, overload the vehicle in the first place. And uh, we tell them, you know, basically you get uh, what do you call uh, lockable uh, top cases and side cases, panniers, which we can leave it in the bike itself. So those are things, those are uh, cases where you can actually store all your uh, general maintenance stuff on the motorcycle and other stuff, and uh, to carry up all your riding gear or or your uh, you know your your, your clothes or something other like clothes, your medicines, your emergency kit or your uh, whatever, the first aid kit and everything else, you can use this as a small duffel bag on the rear end of the tail seat. Mm-hmm. That's what happens here is when you're when you're trying to check into a hotel or something like that, you can actually lock all those stuff, but only take the main essential which is important. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a simple plug and play. You can come back next morning, get up and just put your you know double bag and then start your journey again. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, the, the the luggage part is this is why the ride is happening. Uh, yeah. I mean today's machines are pretty reliable. I mean I can't think of you know uh, adventure bikes uh, in particular, you know Triumphs or Ws. You know something going wrong. Uh, is there? Uh, I mean, have you? Uh, I mean, I know that you must be knowing the you know the things that can go wrong on a bike. Uh, what are those? Is there anything that you think can go wrong? And you advise them. Uh, Every bike has its own character. Hmm. So, basically, if you look at Triumph, all these Triumph or uh, ESF or the KTM's, that definitely meant to be taken to the next level. But when it comes to taking to the extreme level, there are certain wear and tears which do happen without our knowledge, like rim bends, you know. Mm-hmm. 
pothole, mm-hmm. you hit a hard pothole and the rim is bent and the air is off, totally off. Yeah. So what to do at those kinds of situations? It's unpredictable. So what we suggest people sometimes is, suppose that you set a tubeless rim, the spoke wheel, because everything comes under a spoke wheel. Now you, on a Tire and Triumph Tiger, right now it's the advanced version, it's come in the cross spoke wheel, which is a tubeless again. Otherwise, the earlier Tiger 800 and all was completely, you know, with you. Yeah. So people, uh, when they when they come into these kinds of incidents where they hit a pothole or something like that, uh, and they have a rim bend, we always suggest them to carry a, a Himalayan front wheel tube. That's in case of emergency. So that at least you will not be stranded. You can go to another destination somewhere and then sort it out to a, you know, whatever the seat, seat treatment and then get back how much of it is possible. So that's one. And number two is checking the spokes. Uh, tensioning and talking is very, very important because one of the spokes leads to another and, you know, it just goes on and goes on and finally you land up with completely a wobble wheel, which you definitely don't want to, uh, you know, you stop, make that your journey stop. So, yeah, there are a lot of pretty much things like this and then uh, most of the people, they don't realize that heavy riding uh, technical boots, what they wear, they'll be applying uh, the brakes uh, on, on the, they'll be, uh, you know, what you say, they'll be uh, planting their uh, foot on the uh, brake lever. So they don't realize it's basically, it's, uh, the brake pads are getting worn out of the rear. They really don't realize that. And finally, when once it heats up, no, the rotor, the brake does not apply. Yeah. So, so we, we, these are all certain things when they, when they, when they get stranded off. Because on those, uh, if you look at uh, all this meal about kind of terrain, mm. the dust is, so fine thin that even whether you're applying the brakes or not, your brake pads get worn off very fast. Yeah, yeah. That is something which is very, very important. And of course, uh, your, uh, you know, your chain loops and all those things is primarily very important. So what we suggest is once any person who is going to a destination A to B and then C, you know, B to C, D and all those things, we tell them every time you start your bike, check for all those things. Mm-hmm. You know, air leakage, check the tire pressure, check the, you know, the tension of the chain, if the chain is looped or not looped, check for a brake pad. Start the bike before checking everything and then go or proceed. Yeah. And that's what happens. People, they just want to continue the journey and in that rush, they can't forget everything and they land up in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I have, a, I have had cases where there's this boy from Bangalore who rode from here till uh, the dark. And uh, he called me from some, I think around 11 o'clock in the night, saying that uh, his lights got off. Mm-hmm. What what could be the problem? You know, and that time, if you don't support them, that's where even they're also be stranded, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we tell them to do an electrical check to all the fuses. If the fuses are gone, nothing will work. Yeah. Right? All those small, small things. Yeah. So you come back. Stuff. Yeah. So you come back to the. If you're riding. Far, you should know your bike. Uh, yes, yes. You should be opening up things and checking. Yes, yes. You should you should know about your machine very precisely because obviously you're seeing only people, all the uh, uh, gentlemen who are picking up the bikes. They're pretty much only good in terms of going for a Sunday ride and then coming back and then washing the yeah. But of course, that is a that's a healthy lifestyle also to maintain the bike. But mm. at the same time, when you're trying to do a longer distance ride, you should know pin to pin about your motorcycle. Yeah, because it is you who's going to work on the bike. It is not. It won't be anybody else. Yeah. So would you suggest if somebody like would you just say I get a bike at home and I 
open the lights out of it. Like, you know, I open all the tire up, I open the calipers out, I, I open, you know, things that are required. And I understand that this is the kind of knot that goes here. Is that is that something that you would suggest to somebody before they go out? I would then? definitely suggest to people to, you know, do their their, their homework before uh, getting into these kinds of things. Mm. But, uh, of course, now Google and YouTube are there to yeah. support any kind of a requirement in terms of emergency when we are not active. Yeah, yeah. Now, I had a, uh, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, uh, with the machines that you we are having right now, I I don't hear you know your mach- your your engine going. Maybe there's something wrong with the engine. I can only I mean there's a lot of times that you hear that things you know apart from the you know, just variables are going off, you know or things like you know your steering cone has gone or your it's become loose. Uh, have you heard of stories where engines have you know conked off uh, during these rides or do you you know is there a maintenance that you you do before they get sometimes sometimes what happens uh, say like if you're staying up north somewhere which is in the extreme peak of its summer mm. and uh, people tend to use the motorcycles of course they tend to use the motorcycles it's not no not deniable but mm. what they forget to use is to check on the level of coolant okay. coolant is something a fluid is something which definitely helps in the improvement of the motorcycle and if it's not available definitely it's a disaster for the motorcycle yeah. So we had we had cases where there was a gentleman who rode a bike from here till uh, I think Khardungla uh, Pass, and then finally he realized there was no coolant in it. So wow. what would be the solution next? Mm-hmm. How to keep the engine cool down? So we suggested him, you know, just add some water. Yeah. And till you get to go to the next stop where you get a coolant, just refill it. But until then, if it's completely dry, add some water. What happened? Extreme weather plus the high compression engine it generates a lot of heat. Once that heat is generated, it becomes very difficult, or even for the even for the machine to handle. Sometimes they just shut off, you know, totally they shut off. Yeah. So that's like the standard. You should know about it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Certain things is, is very important is uh, for for the new newcomers who want to do these kinds of sites. They should know to what terrain they're going, how to choose what tires to be used what is the riding things, and how to manage the motorcycle when nobody is there mm. their help. That's mm. the most, most important thing. Yeah, yeah. So you've covered, uh, you know, going to, I mean, there's a lot of people who are doing Bangalore to uh, in the north, which I've always yeah. seen. Yeah. Uh, the guys who are doing, you know, longer journeys, uh, and again, I'm going to come back to the, the, the cross-country one that uh, you had help with. Uh, what is the difference in a maintenance and a pre-ride check before they started for these guys? And what is it for somebody who's just doing a three-day ride or a four-day ride? Is it very different or do you think it's the same thing that I need it's, to do? It is totally different. It's a totally different thing. I think, uh, let's put it this way. If it's a weekend ride or something, somebody wants to go on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Mm. They, all they do is this one, one fine day, they'll just go to the fuel stop and fill it up. And then next morning, they shoot off. Yeah. They wouldn't have realized what is the air pressure or something, nothing like that. Yeah. For them, it's just uh, nearest destination, probably 100, 150 kilometers, and then come back on, come back to the workplace yeah. after two days or something like that. But it's not the case like how you do a 10-day ride or a 12-day ride. You need to be mentally prepared because riding takes a lot of uh, toll on your health too. You know, it's just not, there are people who do... Uh, night rise, there are people, there's, 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 there's a lot of uh, equations in terms of these kinds of categories. 
Mm. But uh, somebody who's preparing for the you know the, the best of his right for about 15, 20 days, he has to be mentally uh, fit. You know, you, you really can't uh, put somebody who's on a weekend ride, let's do it for a 10 day. No, no, no. There are people who are stressed it, but then I really don't recommend those kinds of things. You understand mm. everything, the route what you're taking, the terrain what you're taking, your motorcycle, how it is. Your pre-ride check will definitely help you a lot in terms of knowing your motorcycle well. Because you are, you'll be the person who will be, if something goes wrong, you'll be the guy who will be able to do it. So yeah. you'll always carry a small spare, a fuse or a brake pad or something like that. Yeah. And you should know how to, uh, what do you say, how to replace it, how to repair it, all yeah. those things. Inspirations like this comes when you actually look into all these uh, Dakar uh, events, when especially not the the sponsored uh, riders, especially when you do the Malimoto uh, event. You know, the morning to evening you have the complete the sand dune riding for 400, 500 kilometers, and finally you come back, you prep your bike so that the next morning you are, you are about to fit for the ride. You know, that's the kind of uh, things this goes on. But yes, of course, uh, whether you go in for a weekend ride. Or you go in for a 10-day ride. It's, it's mandatory that you do a pre-check for everything. Yeah. So End know, of the day, it's, it's it's the bike which will take you to the destination, man. Whatever the direction you choose. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you should know how to keep it well, na. Yeah. So there are people who use it. There are people who abuse it, but at the same time, they maintain it so mm-hmm. that it, it shouldn't. I've seen people who have done thousand kilometers in a day. I've seen people who have done a lack of kilometers. In a, in, a, in a very span, a short span of time. But yes, they have maintained it in such a way that, yes, it is, you know, it, it can go beyond. Yeah. There's no peace to it. So, yeah. very, very interesting uh, thought that you've brought about was the Dhaka guys, the Malmoto guys, Malimoto guys. Yeah. I mean, I uh, I know Ashish. Uh, Ashish, yeah, Ashish is part of our adventure writers group, and when he participated, that was the most inspiring thing because. Yeah. Uh, it is it is very uh, very difficult for anybody to get into that kind of a category yeah. where you're all alone. You do yourself. You prepare your own bike. You have your own meal, and you know you're on for this. But it's just that if uh, you know if it's a sponsored uh, factory racing team like ATMC, all you need to do is crash the bike and come back, and they're willing to give you another bike. In, in this case, it's not that way. Really. Yeah. So I I was having a chat with him while he was doing his daily uh, thing at the bivouac, and what you were saying about uh, these guys doing it's hard, it's hard work. And he was there was an instance where he was showing the maintenance schedule for his bike, and it's yeah, yeah, oil change, very, very oil change, air filter, everything has to be done on a daily basis. After you've ridden for those you know eight to ten hours. You come back at six and then you do, you know, it's three hours and four hours of working on your bike every day for 10 to 12 days. And then next morning you're back again. I get it. So you're right. I think those are the things that are, it's a very good learning for a lot of people who are doing even, you know, 10 day or 15 day rides in India as well. I mean, there's nothing. Uh, so, okay. So if I was to ask you, I mean, I, I, I know that's a little uh, more, you know, you need that kind of maintenance on a bike that is doing, you know, you're bashing that bike so much. Mm-hmm. What are the things that you would have, advice to you know Manjunath or somebody who's doing in the morning you wake up hey listen make sure that you check these four five things every day for the next 15 days or 40 days what are, what are the things you would tell them what are the what are the three things you would always tell them level of engineering mm-hmm. that's something which most of the people ignore it mm-hmm. and uh, supposedly if you're going to extreme conditions where the heat is exorbitant mm-hmm. 
the oil tends to go, you know, liquidize and just evaporate. So there will be always cases where the level of oil is less, it's blacked out. Yeah. And uh, you, you just start shoot off riding. It's not about just ride. Mm. Preparation for your ride to make your ride memorable. That's important, very, very important. And uh, if I was supposed to give uh, any kind of a tips to anybody, probably I would tell them to do your pre-check, you know, check your tire pressure, check your stroke, because mostly all these adventure bikes are the ones which goes to the next level of uh, overland expeditions. Mm. Mm. So we tell them, you know, check all this, all your lubrications, your dry shafts, everything, pin to pin, before you ride. It's very, very important. Yeah. Some people are only here, okay, they only bought bikes to just deck it up. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, also, I'm also one of I'm also one of those categories. Oh yeah. Just bought to bike and just decked it up, decked it up. Then I realized what the hell? Where I'm not, not even riding the motorcycle at all. Yeah. But yes, whether I ride the bike or not, I will ensure that once in a while I'll just go through the entire pre-check so mm-hmm. that it's top and running. So yeah. if there is an 11th hour call of let's go for a ride, I shouldn't say that sorry, my bike is in the workshop. No, but that's not the answer. Yeah. So you're good to go. You're good to go. Yeah. So 90% of the people who would want to do these kinds of 10 days, 15 days, right, they would want to start it early in the morning or late in the evening or something like that. They're looking at their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. At that time also we suggest them, you know, what to use, what sort of lights to use, how much you need to, you know, push yourself to standards, just live it do it the next day. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, some people want to do the dawn to dusk, right, you know, mm-hmm. the whole two or six weeks in the morning and all those stuff. Yeah, yeah. Guide them. Just go on their own safety. Yeah. So, yeah, of course. End of the day, it's the rider who matters a lot to us. Yeah. So you've covered a lot. We've covered a lot about, I mean, the motorcycle, yeah. the person, the you know, the fatigue, the, uh, the the service part of it. Every day, what I need to check. Uh, I want to quickly get on to the the kind of gear that people should be wearing. You know, just simple, basic things. Like I, I know it's everybody wants to have an all season gear so it lasts. See, uh, one uh, one uh, one drawback in India is whatever the spec of riding gear, the technical riding gear, the top of the line. So you, for example, Rukai's got one. There is uh, the Climb has got uh, Badlands. I mean, there are varieties of brands which is there in the market, flooded in the market, right? Yeah. What they don't understand is not every riding gear suits the country. Yeah. For example. A heavy gear with a lot of D3 armor is definitely not meant for India. Mm. Yeah. We're not staying in that extreme cold area, right? We're saying in a season where it even rains, even in summers is there, you need everything altogether. So look at your comfort zone. So uh, most of the people, I mean, uh, the guys who want to do rides, they prefer something which is completely like you know, waterproof, Gore-Tex. Mm. You know, they want to ride, especially the riding season starts from June, July, August. That's where, you know, the monsoon hits in and they just want to start to bike, get it dirty. Yeah. But ride to a beautiful destination, wherever it is. Mm. In this journey, they definitely want a gear which is completely waterproof because you you don't want to get yourself soaked and the next day you want to wear the same wet sock or a wet pant or a wet jacket, whatever it is. Yeah. So waterproof uh, liners are okay. Is sometimes it definitely helps you, but you can't you, you can't expect 24 hours to be raining only, and you'll be still riding in the train in the heavy rain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It is 
Sure, to some extent, uh, if you're looking at summer uh, rides, you can always look in for options of uh, ventilated uh, jackets and ventilated uh, riding uh, riding pants, which will be more breathable. And of course, yeah, you will not feel that uh, you know, you know, dehydration or fatigue or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Plus, you have to understand in during summers there are two things. One is the heat, the extreme sun, which is sitting onto your head, mm. and the second thing is the engine heat, which hits your uh, kneecaps and other shouts and other stuff. Yeah. So, uh, keeping all this in mind, so always it's better to have a lighter gear when you, during summers. And in monsoons, yes, you can always have a choice of uh, the waterproof liners, waterproof uh, jackets or something like that. Yeah. Cool. I think uh, you've covered uh, you've covered most of uh, what uh, somebody should do, and you know should take into consideration before they go for a big long journey. Uh, uh-huh. uh, is there anything that you want to add to this? And I, I mean, is there an advice or a tip that you think will help you know, somebody make that, uh, especially the first time. I mean, I, I, I know that there's a lot of people who do this on a day and day. I mean, I know a lot of guys who've done, you know, in a, in a year's time, a lakh kilometers on their yeah. and the BMW, you know, GSs. But is there is there an advice or a tip that you think that will really help somebody, the newcomer? The newcomer, what can I advise? Just be safe on road. Don't rush yourself. Yeah, don't do the don't don't get into the challenge of doing. Yeah, yeah don't do that because uh, <laughs> you need to enjoy your drive or ride to the destination. So don't make it a pressurized one in your mind. Oh, I need to reach there. I need to reach there. Take your own sweet time. Yeah. Enjoy the view. Enjoy the ride because when you ride, it is just you, the motorcycle, and the connect. That's it. Yeah, makes sense. That's what it matters. You know, the wind in your helmet is what it matters a lot. It's not about whom whom you're... Because I'm seeing all these youngsters right now, they're up to this road rage racing. They start, we start popping. It's all fair enough. But there is a time when it comes when you definitely want to have that matured sense of pride. Yeah. Yes. You know, uh, you know obtained only if you get into an adventure bike. Because that's where the level of maturity goes better and better. Okay. Get refined. Your riding becomes very refined. So yeah. you can ride for years and years together. So my advice to newcomers is don't push yourself. So definitely don't push your limits. Yeah. Just know what your limits are and then be in that pace. Yeah. Because you see every Saturdays and Sundays all these fun rides with all these bikers go. You see a lot of because of one biker's death, there's a lot of uh, bad mouthing in the community of biking. Yeah. That can happen. So Somebody is waiting at home to think about that also, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure, man. I think, uh, Mahindra, you've uh, uh, covered almost everything. I'm really... Uh, pretty much whatever I wanted to tell you in terms of the call, it just went went through the flow. So if anything is missed or if I said something wrong, then I apologize on that. No, no. I think uh, there's a lot of knowledge to be shared. And I think you've... you've I mean, your experience probably has, uh, will come in handy to a lot more people also. So, yeah, thank you so much uh, to be on this podcast. And uh, yeah, let's see you on the road sometime soon. Sure, sure. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I want to hear your stories, your motorcycle experiences, what you've been doing, and how motorcycles have made your life better. So if you have something to say, DM us on Instagram. Uh, and uh, I'll be more than happy to get you on this podcast.